So we're joined by uh, Coach Andre Trudeau and uh, Captain Lula Dapula. Welcome, gentlemen, on the bench, Walmer. Hello. Oh, um, coach, um, obviously the, the, the competition is done now. Um, let's go back to our, to our interview we had before the competition. Um, again, I just want to like, uh, ask you, what were the goals and objectives uh, coming into the, into the Varsity Cup competition? So look, obviously, coming into the competition, we wanted to uh, look at, uh, at at reaching a level of top six. I think um, that was before our pre-season really got curtailed. Um, we only had we only had two um, two 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 weeks to prepare in 2020, and then only started early in February. So. Um, as coaches, we sat down and we said if we can get you eight position on the log, it would be good. But um, yeah, we were in one or two games. I thought yeah. that if we could pull those two games through, the UWs game and the Shimlers game, uh, things could have been a lot different. And also UJ, you know, we, we were all over UJ, especially, especially in the last 10 minutes. We might have just left ourselves too much to do. Um, but those were the initial goals and objectives. And... Yeah, unfortunately, some uh, um, there were some issues regarding our preparations, and um, some of it was in our hands, some of it was out of our hands. But we worked as hard as possible to achieve those goals. Um, talk us through those those challenges, the, those uh, those uh, channels which you guys could control, and those you couldn't. Uh, do you want to share a bit about uh, what happened uh, during the um, your challenges that you guys faced? Yeah, look. Um, one of the challenges was obviously the COVID pandemic um, and the spike that came with it in uh, the Eastern Cape especially. Um, that didn't allow us to uh, gym as much as we could have in 2020. But it also took away a lot of time in terms of our uh, basic skill sets. Um, 
and then also not being able to to train in January, um, where most of the universities were able to put in at least two to three months conditioning in 2020, and then also train in January, uh, it was a bit of a, a, a hindrance for our, us um, going forward. And then another another challenge was obviously the passing of Mr. Ngakana, our rugby manager. Um, and that caused, caused us, you know, not to have a smooth transition into 2021. Uh, yeah, Tapula, um, obviously you were the captain of the side. Um, again, congratulations. Uh, you, you did well for yourself. I mean, you got man, one of, man of the match for one of the games. Um, you were playing on the field. Do you want to perhaps give us a rating on the overall team performance uh, from the first game until the last game against UCT? Uh, I feel like the team, as a team, we fought. We fought hard, but you could see there was a bit of inexperience within the side because in our first game, you could see there were a lot of debutants. Mm. But overall, like the boys fight. I feel like the boys were always fighting and that's all we could have asked for. They were always giving their effort. And if you could see how we ended off the last game against the top teams in the Varsity Cup, I feel like we actually went out on a bank because the guys showed that they still have a lot of fight left in them. Yes, yeah, so you guys obviously have that motto of, of uh, one dog, one bite. Um, one of the players that uh, stood out for you guys, uh, one of the impact players um, from Madiba's rugby, Michali Morsi. Coach, do you perhaps want to give us uh, your uh, review of, of Michali Morsi and where he will be going? Has he joined already with the Cheetahs? Uh, what is his current situation? And obviously give us a review of his uh, entire performance in the Varsity Cup. Yeah, look, I think in Slali, um was a player that we recruited from Wusu um, last year. Obviously, he had a great shield campaign and uh, he is 25 this year. So it was going to be his last year in Varsity Cup. And he made a big impact, um, especially in the first bubble where he played the second and third games and immediately was a, um, a very good ball carrier for us. He's got explosive speed, a good step. So we're really excited to see that even uh, though we didn't produce a good results, our players were still able to, to show their worth, um, which means that we did have good systems in place for a guy like Mishlali to, um, to perform. Mishlali would actually be joining the Cheetahs today and he's involved with the weekend's game, the Cheetah Invitational game against uh, the Cheetahs. So that's really exciting for us. Um, to see, you know, a player getting an opportunity to become a professional out of Madiba's rugby. And that shows that um, there's been some good work and hard work done um, uh, in this team. Um, and we wish him Charlie well. And uh, it shows for other players out there that want to come and join. Um, you can get opportunities to become a professional um, and also study. Obviously, studying is really important. And Charlie has three uh, qualifications. So, in terms of that, he made a decision to rather further his uh, rugby career than his academic career. And, yeah, we've got to wish him well. I mean, we've got to be open-minded. As he can't play Varsity Cup next year, um, it's a good opportunity for him to further his career. No, that's fantastic, Coach. That's very nice to hear. Um, obviously, he did very well. Uh, Tapula, um, you've obviously played rugby at a high level with the Cheetahs and Kings. I was also, also fortunate enough to play with you under coach Maita. Um, I don't know if you remember. And having to reminisce back uh, of those days of, of Daes, uh, Jaw and Chris Clouty days. Now, I was going to ask you a question. I mean, you've been in the system for, for, for quite some time now. 
uh, how can Madiba's rugby be great again? Uh, for me, basically, it starts with continuity. Basically, I feel like uh, we're moving in the, in, the, in the right way as it is. I feel like if we get some continuity in within the system, then uh, I feel like that's the only way now. Get some continuity, keep the same squad, keep the same coaches, let them work under the coaches. I feel like that's the only way we can go, just get some continuity in. Yeah. Cool. I see we are joined by the co-presenter on Madiba's radio. Um, he's a sports presenter on 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 the on one of those uh, uh, shows on Madiba's radio. Coach uh, uh, Taati, uh, do you want to join us? Doesn't look like he can hear. So we'll move on to Coach. Uh, coach, going forward, obviously the first year is done now. One of two of two years in the Varsity Cup. Let's hope that we can actually stay in the Varsity Cup. It'll be nice to see. Uh, what are the plans going forward uh, for you for you guys? Um, do you want to share a bit of any plans that you guys might have at, at the moment? Yeah, look, well, as we speak, all the coaches are busy with a very thorough review uh, of the season. Um, and after collecting all the data and analysing the data, we've got to make, uh, obviously, some player personnel decisions mm-hmm. and also the university has to decide uh, on the coaching futures of the whole coaching staff. Um, and hopefully we can be allowed to recruit uh, uh, players in certain strategic, strategic positions and then also to continue uh, with the work started by Mr. Amigo in bringing in some youngsters. You know, we had four first years playing um, in the Varsity Cup, which is um, unheard of in terms of um, of other teams. Generally, you have from third to fourth to fifth years playing in the Varsity Cup. So that was great exposure for some of those young players. And except for, uh, you know, the continuity that Tapula has been speaking about, we need to put into place a high-performance uh, uh, conditioning, year, year-round conditioning program, which um, the coaches are going to discuss on Monday. Um, and also, you know, uh, use the club league as good preparation time for our next season. And the club league will be starting on the 5th of June. And um, most of the boys are still on board to, to join the team and then uh, to continue building towards uh, 2022. I think... Um, there's a lot of uh, processes and detail that the coaches couldn't necessarily get to because of time constraints. Um, but we decided on a specific path of preparation to try and get the boys up to speed for the speed of Varsity Cup. Um, and also, the, you know, the one thing um, that we need to work on is our physicality. And any uh, conditioning coaches would tell you two months of conditioning won't necessarily be adequate. Um, having spoken to some of the other Varsity Cup coaches, some of them had been gymming since September mm. last year. And um, you could see that the games where we uh, really struggled in were the games against CUT, Vits and uh, Tuckies, where the, they actually physically um, took us on. Um, we're against the teams that traditionally play quicker games like Marty's, uh, UCT Shimlers, um, we were we could stick to the pace of of of, of the game, 
but physicality and unfortunately uh, the, the the eight weeks we had to condition players in the gym uh, was not sufficient time. Uh, Dapule, coach obviously spoke about inexperience in the side or many, many players. I mean, you had guys at four or five um, debutants in the, in the first couple of games and obviously that obviously uh, can tell on the field. Now, I just want to ask you, um, you obviously spoke about, I mean, UCT obviously had many um, many caps in the in the team. Um, so uh, you can see they're obviously a wild child, uh, juggling team uh, with con- con- consistency. Do you, what, who do you feel might make it through to the to the final in the, in the Varsity Cup? Varsity Cup, uh, I'd say definitely UCT and Ducks. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, oh, who's, play, who's playing against us? First, who's playing the semis? I didn't even check this. It's Paka against Pucker, Pucker Coach, want to go ahead there? UCT, uh, UCT is playing uh, Pucker, yeah, right? So, 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 so Dapula got it spot on. Uh, UCT are playing uh, Pucker and Marty's are playing Tux. So, I'm, I'm going to go and say, listen, Marty's is going to cause an upset and, and beat Tux. Um, okay. So, I'd say Marty's and UCT, but uh, yeah. Let's, let's, not, be, let's, uh, let's, yeah, but let's not forget, let's not forget, uh, Turks are playing at home. Although people are saying it's a neutral uh, venue, Turks are playing home. So it's going to be a very interesting game between the Martyrs and Turks. Don't you feel? Yeah, definitely. I feel so too. Because, yeah, the home ground advantage does matter. And, yeah, man, I feel like I have a good feeling about Turks this year. I think, they're gonna, I, think, I think they have what it takes to take one match. Cool. And then the last last question, gentlemen, of the four more questions. Uh, Coach, do you perhaps have a message for all the Madiba supporters uh, that have uh, supported the, the team throughout this uh, Varsity Cup season? Yeah, guys, I want to thank you guys and I, I want to encourage you guys to keep on supporting the boys. Um, as I said, they've got a week off now and then we'll be starting our preparation on Monday. And... Uh, the coaches uh, will promise that you, to you guys that we're not going to leave any stone unturned. And hopefully um, next year we can really make an impact um, with the experience gained this year. So thanks for the support. Uh, we appreciate it, boys. Cool. And then let's move on to the Q&A questions from supporters uh, coming from the bench warmer. Uh, supporters, uh, my dear was rugby supporters and rugby lovers out there. Uh, we put a, a toll or question toll this morning, and then we have a couple of questions for you guys both. Uh, we'll start with the coach. Uh, coach, will Madiba Sport or rugby be doing uh, development workshops in the future in the Eastern Cape uh, region? Yeah, look, Nathan, we have discussed this, um, and it's something that we definitely have to look at. I know it was a wish of. Mr. Ngokana, that uh, that we do do that, um, and hopefully we can get that process going as the pandemic uh, eases in the Eastern Cape. Um, we've got uh, our co-presenter, uh, the head of of the Department of Sport, uh, Mr. Ati Ati Mfikili. Is we call him the management. Um, management. Do you have any questions uh, for the two gentlemen, the captain Aliolo Tapula and the coach Andre Andre Shudu? Well, uh, first coach. Are they? How are you doing? Coach, well, of course. Uh, my question. 
seem to have lost him there for a bit. Well, coach, of course, this was the first time we play Varsity Cup in these kind of conditions. Players, they had to quarantine away from home without seeing their family and friends and also playing in a neutral venue. What lesson would you take from this tournament? Yeah, look, um, I think if you go and look at the first game of every bubble we played, um, the boys were fresh and um, really up for the challenge. You know, we pushed the Eagles till about 68 minutes. Uh, same with UJ and uh, Marty's. And then um, playing three games in seven days, recovery was um, really important and also the conditioning. So, um, and unfortunately, we know with the pandemic, we had uh, limited time for proper physical conditioning. And towards the end of the weeks, we sort of had to fall off our, our standards in terms of physicality. We picked that up in the first bubble. In the second bubble, we strategically um, selected a younger side to play against Vits so that we can target the Shimla game. It almost worked for us. Unfortunately, in the 81st minute, they scored uh, the winning try, Shimla's. So there were a lot of little things that we picked up as we went along. Um, something we're going to work, have to work hard on is our squad depth. And uh, fortunately enough, we gave a lot of players opportunity to experience the physicality and the speed of Arsley Cup. So I'd say those are a few of the lessons that we did learn. Um, management, you perhaps have a question for the, for the captain, Uliolo Tapula. Hello. Well, of course, Nathan, uh, I could feel for uh, the captain because uh, they were the one that they were they were in the field experiencing everything. Well, it's more perhaps like uh, the same question that uh, I've asked from the uh, coach, the lesson that they've taken from this tournament. Well, of course, they play all the games. As much as some games, they were better than the uh, other ones. Which one will they say that, uh, well, I think this game we're supposedly to have won it, or maybe this game, uh, it made us stronger as a team, even though maybe we didn't get the desired results. Which one of those games? Uh, I feel like uh, you, you gain more from losing than winning. So with all our games, I feel like Every player gained like a valuable lesson because we had a, a very young squad. So I feel like there's a lot from for for those kids to take home back home and learn from all the games that we lost. So I'd say yeah, definitely now they could see the speed, the physicality, and how you play rugby because we have a lot of players joining us from high school, so they can see the step up from first team level rugby through to Vostik Cup rugby. So I feel like a lot of lessons we learned and learned myself too. So yeah, I feel like it was a learning curve for us this season. Uh, management, uh, uh, last question before we move on to the Q&A section from the supporters. Well, I think uh, we'll leave it there from now and then maybe when as the uh, interview goes on. All right, perfect. Uh, let's move on back to the to the Q&A questions from the supporters, as mentioned previously. Uh, Dapula, upon returning to the competition since 2018, do you feel Madiba's has, has adjusted to the fast-paced game in the Varsity Cup? 
Yeah, I definitely feel so because I remember in 2018 we had a lot of big names playing for us, like good players. It's, we had quite an experienced squad, and now coming back with a very young squad and seeing how these kids fight and how they adapted so quickly to to the to the training, to the systems, coach brought up in such a short period of time. I feel like yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And then I another feel like question. We're in a good place. Sorry, Dapula, sorry. Uh, yeah, so another question. Has the level of Varsity Cup rugby improved over the team's two-year absence from the Varsity Cup? I don't know if maybe uh, any one of you two want to answer that. I bet, obviously, we know that you guys weren't involved with, with the Varsity Cup team in, in the two years. Maybe you want to say something about it? Yeah, look, I, uh, I, I, if I can just jump in, maybe Dapula. Okay, let Dapula go first. Yeah, from my experience, I feel like, yeah, Varsity Cup has become very t- tactical from the days that I played it back in 2018. Like now you could see, like a lot of teams are very tactical and they technical with how they play it, very strategic, basically, yeah. Coach? Yeah, look, I think if you, if you go and look at the uh, landscape of rugby in South Africa, with the under-21 provincial competition having fallen away, um, those players that would uh, be hanging around with the bigger unions have all gone back to the university level um, to play a varsity cup because that's where they're going to get exposure. So you definitely find that the standard of the varsity cup has risen um, from a few years ago um, to now because you've got those 21, 22, 23 year old players who are just not good enough to get professional contracts all coming back to uh, study at university and strengthen um, a lot of the squads. So we're going to definitely have to recruit well now in the off season uh, in in positions where where we are maybe lacking. Uh, coach, this is a question from I'm assuming from a guy who is playing currently playing in Russia. How do you compare Varsity Cup rugby to that of of the league in Russia? Yeah, look, I think um, where in Russia you find that there's maybe four uh, really uh, strong teams and, or, you know, four to five really strong teams in the Varsity Cup, you've got, um, you've got 10 really um, quality teams and the, the speed and the skill level is a bit better. Um, I would say the, the speed of the game is a lot better and um, also your intuition on the game. So when Russia, the boys are still because um, they're not as natural rugby players, they're a lot, a lot more uh, stocky. Uh, where the intuition, yeah, it's it's hell of a quick compared to to the Russian league. Mm. Uh, uh, that's just take, my opinion. Okay, um, let's take one final question from uh, management uh, down at the at the Madiba's rugby, Madiba's radio station. Sorry. Well, uh, again, gentlemen, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, well, uh, now that uh, we are taking these questions from the uh, supporters, it also, well, when I'm looking at the performance of some of the teams, again, this uh, this is a question I've always asked uh, from our supporters and also the guests. What is the importance of the a franchise rugby in the varsity cup i'm saying this looking at the teams that uh, they are competing very well this season you see uh, martins 
UCT IKs and also UP tax and also CUT this year. I think no one will have expected CUT to compete this uh, like uh, this year, like the way they did. Well, when you look at all these teams, they have a franchise team that they have played well in the uh, Super Rugby Unlocked and also in the Karika. What is the importance of having a, a franchise team in your proximity? When you are preparing for the varsity cup, uh, is that is that for Dapula or for the for the coach? For both, for both. Okay, we'll start with Dapula. Uh, I feel like it serves uh, it serves great importance, definitely, because you feel like as a rugby player, like uh, the structures and with within those provinces, basically, you'll play your varsity cup during the year. And then after that, you'll go on to play, to represent your province, and it gives you something to work towards as a player, basically. And I feel like it also helps the varsity within scouting, basically. So, you, which means you'll get a bigger pool of players. So, when you scout the union, the union will scout, and then the players will be attracted to the union. Then the union will delegate some of those younger players and other players of the French players down to the varsity. So, I feel I feel like it does serve like a great a great importance. Within a within a within a varsity, coach. Yeah, j- just to add on, the Pula is uh, spot on. Uh, I I, um, I was on social media and I saw Rudolf Stroyli thanking uh, or um, wishing the UJ and Vitz players good luck. And between the two universities, there were about twenty-five players that were uh, affiliated to the Lions Junior Rugby Program. And having spoken to the Marty's hooker, Andre Yuchufenta, who I used to coach when I was in Bloom, um, he told me that he mainly trains with the Stormers and then during the day. And then in the evenings, he would go to Marty's and just to do the game plan uh, part of training. So. It's it's also the quality of player that uh, those franchises assist the university with, uh, which I think makes a big difference uh, to some of those teams. And as Dapula said, the fight of our boys, we can't fault the fight. All, each one of our boys uh, fought to the end and gave of their best. Um, but at times we were outgunned by quality players. You know, Marty's lost their two locks uh, before the Schimler's game and they flew into SA schools locks to play against Schimler's and the coach was stressed and then they still beat Schimler's by 80 odd points to 24. So that shows the quality of players that they have in their systems um, and that's something we're going to have to work hard on to try and improve. Gentlemen, uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us uh, on the bench, Omar. We look forward to what uh, what 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 you guys can show us uh, next season in the in the Varsity Cup. Thanks, thanks, Nathan. Yeah, thanks, thank management. you, Nathan. Thank you, management. Uh, thanks, Coach a lot. Uh, that was our coach here. I mean, was ready to. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmataz Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio. Opening up the waves for you to be heard. I can see you both guys. Welcome. Good morning. Um, yes, 
by way of introduction, we have Rasi Rasmus, the director of rugby at South African Rugby. Um, and we have the Springbok head coach, Jacques Ninaber. So uh, good morning, gents, and we'll go straight into you, Rasi, for your opening remarks, where after we will start with questions. Over to you, Rasi. Uh, thanks, Rayo. Uh, yeah, nice to, to hear, or at least sort of see everybody. Uh, I know it's been such a frustrating time for you guys and ladies on that side who has to do your job and doesn't really get a lot of info because there hasn't been a really a lot of thing happening on the field in terms of games being played. And we have been giving some updates via, you know, press releases, but I know that's what you guys and ladies want. So um, I know it's been a while, so um, I won't take up all the time. I'll be just a minute. Basically, guys, we uh, want to share as much as we can in the next 45 minutes with you guys. We try to extend it with another 15 to 45 from 30 to 45 we want to go straight into answers uh, um, as always we want to be uh, as honest as we can be without giving anything away what we what we probably will use during the upcoming test matches uh, um, we also don't want to lie and keep secrets away so we'll be as honest as we can if possible if we cannot get today into team selection specifically because we will be announcing the team next week saturday uh, um, uh, the fifth you know, and, and there's, yeah, we haven't decided fully. We're almost 99% there. We know where we are, but we don't really want to go into those discussions today. So if possible, we, we're just going to um, probably say no or, or, or sidestep those questions about specific selections, if you understand why I would say that. So without any further talking nonsense from my side, please guys through Rayon, um, shoot all the questions uh, that you think you, you want to ask. Hopefully we can get in as many. We'll answer it try and answer it short and sharp so you get your answer uh, and, and if we go a little bit over to, to get to where you want to be no problem uh, obviously myself and Jock is, is, is will be trying to give you as many info in this next 45 minutes so all good from outside thanks thank you very much Rasi and we will go straight into questions by show of hands um, we will go to Mark Leeson good morning Mark question and to who the question is Good morning, everyone. Thanks for your time, sir. Can I just ask a logistical question? The the two tests against Georgia, where will they be? And presumably they will be kicking off a little bit earlier so as not to clash with the Lions games. Thank you. Um, again, on that one, uh, um, I know where, where, where they're going to be. I'm not 100% sure if it has been announced in, in the media. Um, so um, on that question, I'm going to ask Andy and, and Rayan just to come back to me uh, on the site. And I might ask it a little bit, like, answer it a little bit later if I know, because I know where it is, uh, probably where it's going to be. Uh, um, and yes, I think the timing, you're right, so, so it don't clash. That's definitely uh, um, something that we we'll be looking at to make sure, you know, uh, it doesn't clash with other games. Um, so, yes, um, I know where it is. I'm just going to wait for Andy and the guys to give me the go-ahead. If it's, if it's common knowledge already, if it's uh, embargoed, then uh, unfortunately I can't tell. But I'll give you the answer now, now uh, if I can. Understood. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Rasi. We'll get back to you, we'll get back to you shortly. Uh, over to Ashfaq. Hi, guys. Uh, to Rasi Ozrak, um, I know, Rasi, you said that you don't want to get into selection, and I'm not going to talk about specific players, but in terms of the overseas-based players, some of the guys are still playing in competitions, and they may only be in camp uh, towards the end of June. Are they going to be considered for the Georgia test as well, or are you thinking of playing only SA-based players in the Georgia test? 
Yeah, thanks, uh, Aswa. Guys, um, um, when you ask these questions, if you want to uh, direct it to some, some myself or Jock specifically, please just say it in the beginning. I heard that one was to me, uh, Aswa. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, some of the guys are, are already here. Some of the Japanese players are already were already in camp this weekend with us. You know, there's one or two injured players from abroad that, that's here already. As the teams fall out of their different leagues uh, um, in Premiership and in uh, Top 14 and in Pro 14, they will be joining us so to answer you sweet and short we will probably from the beginning uh, try and, and, and pick our best possible teams which we think will play against the British and Irish Lions uh, to be honest with you and uh, the, the more of those players that will be available at that specific times we will probably pick so if a player is one of the guys we really rate high and which we have been following the last couple of uh, months or last year and he's already available because he's out of his competition, uh, certainly we will consider the best possible guys for those first two test matches. Thank you. We go over to Felisande. Uh, Jacques, I just wanted to find out uh, what's the, the status on some of the alignment camps, what you guys have been speaking about mainly, and also um, probably a, a medical report on some of uh, the guys that Rassi mentioned are injured but are also part of the 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 the, the training camps that have, that have commenced recently thank you okay uh firstly on the alignment camp so we had two sets of alignment camps uh the first one was basically uh if i can give you a brief on the a brief uh, um, state of what the first alignment camp was it was uh, a little bit of uh, obviously discussed the schedule um, and I mean that was back in April, so the schedule um, have changed a little bit as as uh, things came more clearer and as the tour uh, there was more uh, fundamental stuff coming in from the tour. But we discussed this possible schedule for the year with the players, and then we did a little bit of a reality check, um, not only with the players but with us as a as an organisation or as team management in terms of uh, the critical areas um, that we believe need to be um, um, operating at the top level in terms to get a desired result. So we did a reality check on everything. And uh, from there, um, in the first alignment camps, we almost looked at the players, uh, made some uh, some uh, plans on how we're going to get those critical areas, uh, in our opinion, up to a, a certain standard. And uh, basically, the second... And we also, the, probably the most important part in the first alignment camp was um, letting the players know our team selection policy again. Now, what must they do as a player to get into the Springbok side and get selected for this uh, historical uh, tour? So um, that was the first alignment camp. On the second alignment camp, it was a lot more strategic. Uh, so firstly, we gave feedback on, on how the players were doing in terms of the goals we set in the first one. Uh, we also gave feedback on our different departments, you know, uh, as a management and as a leadership. And then um, uh, uh, we started feed, drip feeding a little bit of uh, strategic information on, on the bar game plan. So that's basically, basically uh, on to your first question, what we did in the alignment camps. And the second one was the status of our players. Currently, if I can give you a, a, a feedback, um, they, there's a couple of injuries. I think uh, Luert and Ergie are still busy with their rehab and we are following them closely. 
But I think of the broadest, uh, let's take the, the World Cup squad, uh, uh, bar the three guys that, that uh, retired, um, uh, all, uh, all 30 of the other guys uh, are still in the running. You know, there will, will be a, a few touch-and-go uh, um, uh, players, uh, but the others are all in a, up, to the, up to date and a, and a good, uh, clean bill of health. Thank, thank you, Jacques. We go over to Jan de Koenig. Jacques, thank you very much, Jan de Koenig. Um, if I can ask you, when we spoke about in the previous conversation about before the rugby change last year, there were this uh, number of 400 to 500 minute, minutes of actual first-class game time for the players to be ready. Do you guys think it's much easier to get that goal now? Has, has all the players had enough game time? Are you happy with that? Uh, and yeah, uh, let's start that. I'll, I'll try to see what else comes later. Uh, yeah, that was to me, eh? Yes, yes, Rock. Okay, yeah. Um, I just this is, um, let's just get some clarity on that. Um, remember the the big thing back then when we discussed. So uh, um, I think there's there's a little bit of misunderstanding in terms of the 400 minutes. Uh, the big thing back then was remember our players due to lockdown and due to COVID. They didn't have access to high-performance environments. So what do I mean by that? So they didn't have access to doctors. They didn't have access to uh, strength and conditioning coaches. They didn't have access to gyms. They didn't have access to nutritionists. So the whole high-performance environment uh, that supports a player uh, was taken away for 16 weeks. And, and, and we said, when we want to go back into international rugby, we felt that because they had zero uh, uh, um, uh, uh, exposure to the international environment. We felt that getting them back uh, uh, through um, 400 minutes of, of rugby would, would be sufficient to mitigate the risk of serious injury or career-ending injury going into international rugby. And how we got to 400 minutes was purely, we know from 2019 going into a Rugby World Cup, to get performance, to win a World Cup, you look to get at least 800 to 1,000 minutes. So we said, listen, if we can get half, then nobody can actually say we were reckless with the players and exposing them to a level of rugby that, that could damage their careers and could damage them as, as, as humans, you know, from a player welfare perspective. So again, just to get clarity on that, uh, we have, we have uh, numerous times got players back into international rugby without playing one minute of local rugby. We did that in 2018. Uh, Eben Itzabet got injured in Wales with a neck. And the first game Eben played back was for the Springboks in Durban against Argentina. But the, what's the difference between that and what happened with COVID? Eben had access to a high-performance environment Throughout that uh, rehabilitation process of eight to nine months, yeah, he had access to a doctor every single day, to a physio, to a nutritionist, um, uh, to coaches, uh, to uh, um, gyms, uh, uh, fit, uh, you know, performance uh, uh, and uh, performance analyst. So he had the whole support structure of a high performance environment that's so crucial to uh, a top international sport people. So that's the difference. Yes, obviously now our players have have access to to high performance environments just. To to get clarity what was the difference after COVID and uh, 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 versus w w where we are currently currently the players have enough minutes they've been playing they've been exposed it, it, it's basically not every, it doesn't have everything anything to do with playing minutes it's exposure to high performance environment uh, I hope that uh, uh, makes sense yeah 
Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Craig Lewis of SA Rugby Magazine. Thanks. How's it, guys? Uh, maybe just one for Rassi. Um, you probably can't mention names, but uh, obviously there have been some newcomers who probably weren't part of the World Cup squad that you've been looking at. Just what are your, your broad impressions of, of the new guys and uh, how they fitted into the system? Yes, yeah, thanks, thanks for that one. Just to uh, quickly answer Mark. So, Mark, uh, it isn't uh, common knowledge already where those test matches are going to be played. I can tell you they're going to be on Friday nights, not to clash with the British and Irish Lions. So, I think yeah, it will be shortly when all the logistics are, are sorted out. Uh, those test match venues will be announced, but they won't clash because it will be on Friday nights. So I hope that answered that one. Um, new players, um, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, um, it's a pretty man. Uh, you know, a guy like, and, and I probably can say this, uh, a guy like Salman Murat was really doing well and we were so excited about him. He unfortunately is touch and go now with an injury. Uh, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a few. You know, you know, a guy like Notchi is not new, but Notchi was just putting his marker down there. So without going into team selection, I can tell you with us having the benefit now, and it's going to sound funny and, and probably uh, we're probably going to be able to find a negative uh, piece of, of, of what I'm going to say now. But we're in a way lucky that we have players represented all over the world currently uh, um, just because of COVID and, and, and what, how we are restricted in South Africa of having international rugby. You know, um, if you just think what our local players has gone through, they've just been playing against each other. And for no, no other reason that uh, Jock has just mentioned why we couldn't go to rugby championships, the difference between us and Argentina uh, is that Argentina would actually have high-performance environment back in Argentina. We couldn't. So we've just been playing each other. And if we didn't have guys like you know, coming through. Uh, I'll mention him, a guy like Jasper Visser playing really well at Leicester. Uh, you know, these guys, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying these guys are in the mix, but because we had guys having exposure, it's again two players of ours in one the, um, the European Cup, you know, uh, uh, Reinhardt and, and Cheslin. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of our players will be in the Premiership final. A lot of guys did really well in Japan. You know, uh, Damien is doing really well at, 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 at Munster in the Pro 14. So, and then again, our local boys here, there's certainly a few guys that, you know, uh, young guys that put up their hands. So, you know, the squad we will be announcing next week, uh, uh, Saturday, will be a squad of 45. Uh, again, you know, COVID might change it, you know, because then we're in a hard bubble and then it's a, a rock hard bubble with hard in entry and exit um, uh, uh, systems uh, and and yes sometimes you know uh, it's tough to manage how big that squad should be uh, uh, um, but we are going to announce a squad who will both be the uh, SAA side who will play the British and Irish Alliance A side and the Springbok side uh, will be announced as a squad of one of 45 next week Saturday and yes there's definitely a few uh, young guns that I'm not saying they're definitely going to make it. We're going to finalize it this week. But there's wonderful talent. And I think, and I'm talking a lot on one question, but I think because we've got a lot of players overseas playing international rugby, and locally now we've got just the local boys playing trials every weekend, you know, you just saw a lot of youngsters coming through and the old dogs on the other side are doing pretty well there as well. So I think it's looking pretty okay. Can you hear me? Can you move Thank you. Uh, yes, Rossi. Um, just uh, some uh, technical difficulties, a bit of lag here. Thank you for that answer Cra to Craig. And we'll go over to Craig Ray. 
Hello, guys. Um, Rashi, maybe this is one for you. Uh, uh, Professor Glenda Gray from the Medical Research Council has said that there are a bunch of J&J um, &J vaccines available for the rugby players. The, the uh, Olympic squad has been vaccinated uh, or currently been vaccinated. Are the Springboks going to take up that offer? Yes, uh, yeah, I can confirm on that one, uh, Craig, that, that uh, uh, the Springbok yeah, uh, squad and management and the wider group who are probably going to be involved are either has been vaccinated or are in the process of being vaccinated. That's correct. Thank you. Um, and it's not a requirement, though, is it? Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, having the British and Irish Lions coming here into our country, uh, they all been vaccinated and, and going to play against us and we going into hot bubbles. I think the safest thing for them, obviously, and, uh, uh, is firstly, you know, we, we always want to protect ourselves and we want the series to go ahead and we don't want an outbreak, uh, but we also want to protect uh, them and ourselves. You know, I'm not 100% sure if it's a requirement, uh, uh, but, uh, um, you know, we do have the the... I guess I'm not sure if a player will have to be vaccinated to be able to play for us, but we're certainly trying to vaccinate everybody before we get into uh, that that hard bubble. Thanks. Thank you, uh, Liam. You're next. Uh, the, hi, guys. This question is for Jacques. Um, I want to know that what is the balance that you think you need to strike between uh, this is in selection uh, between players who are established to won the World Cup for you and players you want to bring in with a view to the next World Cup. Um, I want to know the balance that you have to strike in the games against Georgia as well as the Lions. Thanks. Uh, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, let me put it to you this way. So obviously, from a strategic point of view, myself and Rassi had a big uh, discussion way back when I started uh, in 2020. And our strategic objectives are always obviously to win. For, first and foremost is to perform for, or to get performance. The second one is to transform. And the third one is to broaden our squad depth, you know, so that um, uh, almost with a futuristic look. So and, and we will probably select and, the, and try and get the balance to, to, to talk to all three of those uh, strategic objectives. Uh, so to select a squad that is good enough to win. Uh, Georgia, uh, um, uh, obviously Georgia, there, there will be other um, uh, goals and, uh, and objectives that we would like to achieve in those. But, but by, by achieving them, always thinking, listen, we need to we need to perform and win. And then ticking the transformation box and then also, and not just ticking the box, transforming the team because we believe diversity is good for us. And it, and, and as we could see in the, uh, um, in the World Cup, uh, we really feed off that. And then, yeah, uh, to get a broader squad. Yeah, and Jock, if I can add to that uh, answer, just maybe, guys. Obviously, the British and Irish Lions, three test matches, you know, will pick up the best possible team, you know, because they only come around every 12 years. We almost missed them totally. We always didn't, didn't have them here um, this year. And I know a lot of people have got a lot of opinions about uh, having them without crowds. But if we have to pick not having them, and it can't be postponed to next year because that will sh uh, bugger up the whole schedule worldwide for the next 10 years. And, and other countries can't adjust to us postponing the, the British and Irish lines for next year. We would rather have the British and Irish Lions uh, with, with no crowds. We would love the crowds to be there. Uh, you know we were willing to go and play uh, anywhere in the world just because some players would never have had the opportunity. You know, we didn't want it 
to be off the table until the next 12 years. Um, and why I'm linking that to your question, yes, we, that's always our three strategic goals because that's how we feel we will be consistently uh, competing for, for really be a high, higher ranked in world rankings is by having those three things in place. But when you get to the British and Irish lines, it's almost like a World Cup final, you know, you only get those chances. So I guess there, uh, winning will probably be the major thing when it comes to team selection. Thank you, Rashi. We go over to Stephen Nell, Network24. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for uh, chatting to us. Um, <clears throat> Rashi, just uh, with regards to the uh, squad, how are you dealing with the issue of Premiership Rugby? Because um, I, I, I know the Lions um, had some issues um, with, with Premiership Rugby. Mm. I don't know when the guys will be available, whether it's only going to be in test week, whether you can have any meaningful time with them um, in, in the, you know, and whether the test with Georgia, whether they'll be able to play in those. Um, yeah. And then if you don't mind, you can cut me short, um, Ryan. I just want to add to that. Um, you know, Jock, you mentioned uh, some guys touch and go. Um, could you be more specific in terms of which guys you are still concerned about, you know, and, there are the locks, there's Warwick for Lunt and so on. So I just want to uh, ask you whether you can be specific or whether it's all still confidential, I would understand. Um, and then also just a hard lockdown. Are, are you guys going into the same kind of lockdown as the Lions? I mean, how are you circumventing, circumventing COVID-19? Um, thanks very much. If you could deal with those, uh, I would be very grateful. Thank you. Like this, Stephen, um, I'll, I'll deal on that first one, Jock, if you can then on the three or two injuries that we're really worried about. And obviously the guys who's all out that we know is our Jock will deal on that. And the odd bubble, Jock, you can maybe talk about that. Um, uh, yeah, so just on the premiership, um, you see, Stephen, that's, that's where it's so interesting. You know, we have accepted the fact that we can't uh, fight against the, the, the overseas currencies. And we, we never encourage a player to leave South Africa. Uh, we, we, we just can't afford, uh, uh, to be honest with you, three of them take up a whole budget. So, and I mean, that's well documented. But um, I must tell you that there's clubs that are, um, and that's 90% of the clubs that are such a good working relationship with us, with Felix Jones being that side and Andy Edwards uh, were that side. They're both here in South Africa now. But during uh, the competitions abroad, they were visiting those guys regularly. And 90% of the clubs were open. You know, the guys would go into the training session apps. Uh, and again, when it comes to the release of those things, the moment those players fall out, you know, I guess we won't be able to select them to play in an actual test match before that uh, official test match window open. Uh, but, you know, for a player or a club or a coach to release a player and say, listen, you, you can come back to South Africa. You know, you can sit in the sessions. You can be, as a spectator or a fan, uh, uh, take part or on a video session and those kind of things. So it differs from club to club. And, you know, in future, we will definitely, when a, a player wants to go abroad and we can't afford him, but we want him to stay in the mix, you know, in, and if it's a club that's really helpful and it's got a great high performance program and it's willing to work with us, you know, like Munster, uh, you know, uh, like Sale, you know, we will say, hey, that's a good option. Uh, li li like Toulouse, that's a good option. They've got a great high performance system. They're performing. Their coaches is reasonable. Their CEOs is reasonable or their owners is reasonable. We will we'll encourage you if we can't keep you. 
go to those clubs. And then there's the other clubs who makes it difficult sometimes for you. And obviously, we will tell a player, listen, if you want to be in Springbok consideration going forward, have a a second think about that one, because those guys are not normally working too well with us. So to answer you... Some, none of them will play for us before the uh, official test match window, which I can't remember the date. Jockey can help me there. But uh, uh, I think a lot of them will be with us in camp doing certain activities, which might just be sometimes observing. Uh, so it's different from premiership team to premiership team. Uh, um, Stephen, good jockey. Uh, yeah, Stephen, to latch on to Rassi there in terms of, uh, I think Regulation 9 uh, commences after the finals on the 26th, so, so, so it's on the 27th. So uh, the Georgia Test matches um, I, uh, will be, they all fall with, within the, uh, the, the uh, Regulation 9 Test match window. Then on your second question in terms of the injuries, um, the, the 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 injuries is the guys you mentioned. Uh, it's Luet uh, coming back uh, from from his injury and he's in rehab and it's going well. So it will be touch and go and and Ergia the same, but uh, and Warwick Holland uh, um, is the same. They touch and go in terms of uh, finishing their rehab prior uh, to the British and Irish Lions. But but on the injured players, you know, when we play the British and Irish Lions, it's only 25%. Yes, it's the probably the most 20, important 25% of the test matches of the year. But, but you know, there's still an, another 75% of our test ma- matches that, that happens after the, the 7th of, of August. So, so yes, Luit or those three players or the couple that we mentioned, they might miss out. On, on, on a start to the British and Irish lines or and not because they're not medically fit. It might be confidence. It might be uh, a fitness. Uh, you know, our selection policy is always mindset and then physical readiness that they might mit, uh, miss out on that. It might still be they they busy catching up their form. But I mean, we, we're looking at it in the terms of a broader way. You know, it's only 25%. The British and Irish lines only three test matches. They're still uh, then the rugby championship and the end of year tour. So uh, um, we we, we see it as a as a whole season. I, I think you have to see it in COVID currently like that. It it, it is a whole season uh, that you're working towards. But yes, those are the guys. Then uh, in terms of the 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 bubble, um, yes, we will go into the same bubble as the British and Irish Lions, and uh, we will stick uh, at, at toward the there's a protocol that's been uh, a COVID nineteen protocol uh, and working document that's been uh, drawn up currently. And we will adhere to that uh, um, strictly, as 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 would they. Yeah, Jackie, if I can add, sorry, Stephen, who asked the question, was Stephen? Yeah. yeah, just 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 with the midweek teams, uh, the not the midweek teams, our local franchises playing them on Wednesdays and so on, the Bulls and the Stormwood and so on. They have to go and attend a ten uh, day. Uh, um, bubble or, 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 or what do you call it jockey 10 day bubble before they actually play them so that's what makes it interesting for us to pick our squad and we are actually more than the British and Irish Lions because we have to pick a SAA side and we have to pick a obviously then Springbok test match uh, players uh, but you know we if, if they weren't in the hard bubble all the time you know, uh, and they were just playing for the franchise. Like when the Bulls play the the, the British and Irish Lions, they have to go into a ten day uh, a bubble before they actually play them. That is the way it was drafted for the safety of of them coming over here uh, and and we being exposed to players like coming from Georgia and so on. So there, there, there's a lot of intriguing things.
things how we had to think about when we when we we thought about the squad numbers yeah thank you thank you jock and thank you rassi uh, we have another 15 minutes left so uh, we go over to uh, pretoria kubus klassen hello dar morning all um i have a question for rassi rassi you mentioned no crowds um that is a rugby gate recently uh had any uh feedback from uh, from government regarding the submission to have crowds um for for this series or was it pretty much given that there won't be crowds now given the, the third wave that we were experiencing um yeah you know um I'll take on it as coaches uh, and and as players and when Jaku at the alignment camps with the guys as we we preparing as we playing without crowds because that that does have a massive effect on on the feeling on the field and home field advantage and and those kind of thing and and you know the way you communicate and it just have a different feel to it. Luckily, luckily now most of the players who's going to play has experienced this before. Uh, being the guys on on the Premiership or our local boys here in the Rainbow or preparation matches. So um, I know we are trying really hard. But I know we also want to, you know, almost make sure that governments see that we are really serious about following their decisions and that we as a rugby, as a sport, as SA rugby, you know, it's so tough on the schoolboys currently, you know, it, it's tough sometimes, you know, uh, things that, that that's decided. But we adhere to that. And I think with us as a sport adhering to those kind of things, we're hoping that government sees that we are um, reliable when it comes to that. And we're hoping by doing that, maybe, you know, with things changing with COVID so quickly up and down, that, that things might change, even if it's 25%, even if, you know, if we go to big stadiums or those big stadiums, 25% is, is a good crowd. So uh, uh, we are preparing for the worst, which is no crowds, but we are trying to show that we as a sport are so supportive and follow all the regulations. And obviously our uh, our leadership are, I've been in one meeting where we've been trying and asking and giving motivations, uh, but I don't know how, how confident we can be of that being successful. Thank you, Rasi. Thank you. We go over to Supersport. What's it easy? Uh, good morning, gentlemen, and good good morning to everybody on the call. I wanted to ask, the last time we had the conversation, we were talking about uh, your ball-in-play strategy, how you want the intensity to lift in the games as well. Is that something you're seeing in the Pro 14 Rainbow Cup? Are you happy with the quality of the play you are seeing, uh, Jacques? And is this good enough preparation for the Lions Tour and the matches, as you mentioned, that are coming for the rest of the year? Yes, um, yes, I, I must say uh, it was nice uh, to see after the, the, the preparation, even after the Curry Cup and the Super Rugby Unlock, going into the preparation matches, uh, it was really a, a joint effort in terms from a referee department, uh, how they managed the stop clocks, the, 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 the shot clock in terms uh, of, of going for goal, how they managed the scrums to try and get as much ball in play time or as little as ball out of play time as possible um, and I must say it worked wonderful in the preparation games but then even latching onto that the coaches at the franchises taking that to heart um, uh, when we spoke to the players at the first alignment camp uh, almost looking at, at at how they can improve their, their battle rate or how they get into battles um, and there I must, I must, must lift my hat 
te, uh, uh, te uh, stokken. Uh, want die stiek, uh, who's our off-the-ball coach, yes, he did a lot of hard work with the players in terms of uh, uh, great feedback, um, intervention plans, how they can work on that. So I must say the improvement has been massive. And I think uh, where we were maybe a little bit worried after uh, the Curry Cup, um, I, I, when we compared our uh, ball and play time and intensity compared to... Uh, the Premiership and the Pro uh, 14 that got played back then, and we prepare it, and we look at it now compared to the Premiership and 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 the Pro uh, the Rainbow Cup uh, North. Uh, I think there's there's good parity, so I, I'm really happy. Uh, and again, it's it's almost the stronger together uh, vibe, you know. Uh, franchise coaches buying in, players buying in, uh, uh, national coaches buying in, and referees buying in. So so from all levels, everybody worked on that. It's something that uh, they we as a as a as a fraternity uh, identified, and then everybody working towards it. So it's nice to see that. Thank you, Jock. And uh, next one up is Kanjisu. Um, good, good afternoon, gentlemen, and it's good to actually be speaking to you again. Um, Rasi, quick question for you. You made your debut in the third test of the 1997 series. Um, how special will this series be for you as a coach? No, that's why, you know, um, um, I think... I think most fans, and I think you guys all get it, you know, you guys that that, that, that reports on this, you know, it, it's really special. And, and I didn't maybe at that day when I played my first test match there against the Lions, the third one, uh, understand it as much as I do now. Uh, uh, but I guess since then, social media and what people tell you and the build up to the things, you know, players get it now. They get it that, that, that maybe when I was 23 and it was my first test match, you know, I thought oh, I'm lucky I'm playing against the British and Irish Lions. But it's it's such a thing now that it's become such a one of the rare things that that, that, is, that is special. A lot of things in rugby is not special anymore because there's so much and there's so many so many of it and there's so many different uh, matches you're going to watch over the weekend. You can watch so many different matches over the weekend and sometimes you can't see the difference between the different competitions. But yo, everybody knows when the British and Irish Lions are playing, what time, against who, where, when. So yeah, I think for every single body, you guys, the fans, the players, the overseas fans, the players, it's special. Uh, for me, you know, being involved and, and, and assisting Jacques and the team, uh, yeah, that's why I'm so, you know, it will be special for me, but I, it, I just know for the whole of South Africa, even without crowds, guys, uh, we are fortunate to have these guys here because, you know, we just don't want to miss this opportunity. Yes, for me, for me, it will be really, really something special. Okay, being mindful of the time, thank you, Rasi. Um, I'll take one or two more uh, English questions and then we'll uh, do a quick summary for the Afrikaans boys, especially Percy. And we go over to Morgan. Morgan. Hi, Jock. Jock, um, Rossi mentioned in his opening remarks that the squad is not 100% finalised yet and we've got this friendly game in Bloom tomorrow. Um, two guys are two in the alignment camp. How important is it for these guys to put in a proper performance against this invitational team to make for you guys to make up your minds? No, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be important and that's the big thing, you know, and, and well done to Rossi and them 
uh, organizing that, you know, so um, uh, to get that that extra little bit of, uh, of can I say, to, to see the cheetahs play, it's it's important, but also to see uh, there's there's always these these guys who's who's, who's not getting maybe a, a little bit of game time at the Bulls or the Sharks or that investational side. So it will be it will be a nice. It, I think it will be a nice bouquet of rugby, guys that you haven't seen. So it, it would be. A, it, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. And no, I, I think um, in terms of the nice thing that we would that I think we would like to see is obviously we had the alignment games and and, and like I said, there's been a, a, a um, how can I say a intervention. Not an intervention plan, but we did a reality check, and the, the players did a reality check on themselves, and and uh, they put we put helped them to put plans in place to work on certain aspects of their game. It will be nice to see if those things come through. We know that the players that we are looking there's a there's a couple of fantastic players there. So from that perspective, just a solid performance. I mean, they they they, they we are looking at them because they have performed consistently well over a period of time it would but it would be nice to see if they if you can see a little bit of improvement there yeah thank you and we go over to nick nick said uh rassi if i could just warm you up for when you speak to the uk media later um what was your reaction to the lions squad were there any surprises for you there and has it in any way changed your thinking on your own selections no, I don't think it will influence our selections. Uh, um, you know, the, the the selection of the players are pretty much even uh, between the four four countries. Uh, there's uh, there's obvious uh, uh, leaning towards. I think Scotland's got eight players in there, and I think five of them are backline players. Uh, I think so. Um, and obviously, Gregor Townsend is, is is the attack coach, and he's from Scotland, so. That must tell you something, you know, uh, if there's mostly backs from Scotland and I think only two English backs or three English backs uh, uh, and then mostly English and Welsh forwards. Um, and then if you look at this coaching team, uh, you know, it's all of those guys have basically worked with, with, with Warren before, which is really smart. I think the toughest thing there is to, to get four countries to, to play the same and be aligned. Uh, I think the only guy that's not been, hasn't worked with Warren before, even though the other guys are Steve Tandy and those guys are from different places, most of them has worked with, with Warren in, in one or another way. But um, yeah, Gregor is the only guy. So I think we're definitely going to see a, a, a mix uh, um, of not being the Wales Test match where it's going to be, you know, uh, who grinded out the hardest. I definitely think, and you look at the, the pack of forwards, uh, uh, it's a fast, 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 quick pack. You know, if you see the props, it's mobile, quick guys. You know, Vunipola is big, but then, you know, the same with the loose forwards. If Courtney Laws are not a loose forward and he's playing lock, then all those loose forwards are fast and all over the place and, and busy. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be... Yeah, I, th I think if that gives you indication of where our thoughts are going, uh, that's what we're expecting. Thank you, Rassi. And uh, Adnan Mohammed, can you ask an African to begin with African gedeelte to begin? Okay, good morning. Uh, thank you, and Zaki. I have a personal question Zaki. I think it's a unique situation, but you know, I think it's about two years what you have to Een boeker toets het over een toets afgeregd. En dan net op de voor wat Rassi nog gezegd het, oor die leeuws, die met dit van het speel en zo aan. 
ons het geweet, ons gesien wat, wat die bokke gedoen het om die World Cup te ween, is daar verstellings en sikke goed wat, wat jy persoonlik sal kan maak om, 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 om een teenvoeter vir hulle te kry. Dankie, kortlik sal. Ja, weet jy, om te, om, ek gaan eerst die tweede vraag, eerste antwoord, is daar verstellings wat ons sal maak? Um, ja, ek dink as mens gaan kyk na die wereldbeker, as jy gaan kyk van die uitspeel rond is, jy weet, van die kwart eindstrijd het ons tegen uh, Japan gespeel, en ons moes een sekere type stijl tegen Japan speel, waar die bal van, van kant tot kant geskyf het, en ons moes een uh, manier vind om, 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 om hulle, hulle stijl af te breek, en om ons stijl weer op hulle af te dwing, en dan denk ek, alles was weer, kan ek maar sê, amper het heel teenoogestelde as wat Japan is, en ons moet weer, weer daarby aangepas het, en dan, ek dink ook, as jy gaan kyk na die finaal, Engeland was weer iets helemaal anders, dus. so ek dink, dit, dit is maar hoe ons, ons krijg die altyd recht nie, maar dit is hoe ons probeer afrug, uh, um, myself, Rassie en die ander africhters, is dat uh, jy moet aanpasbaar wees, uh, uh, met die type span wat jy speel, um, om een resultaat te probeer kry, en dan ook terwijl die uh, wedstrijd bezig is om plaas te vind, ons is nogal een span wat, um, en nou kan ek jy op die Afrikaans, ons is solution driven, ons probeer, uh, um, oplossingskry, ons is gedrewe, gedierende die wedstrijd, jy weet, so ek dink ons sal maar, ons sal moet aanpas, by wat die Britse en Eerse Leeuws na ons kan te breng, en ek dink, soos Rassi nou genoem het, is dat hulle te goeie gebalanceerde span, hulle kan so half, al twee kante toe gaan, en jou eerste vraag was gewees, Ja, omdat jy so lang gewacht het, nou, op hoe lang gewacht het, ek kan nie wacht het, ek kan nie wacht het, ek was hierdie, hierdie beleidingskamp wat ons nou gehad het, waar het weer technisch was, en waar, weet jy, my keel is om my seer in die aande, hou so ongewoond om baie te praat, en om te praat, en te dink, en die spelers challenge jy nogal mentally, en hulle vraag, vraag, en dan moet jy mooi dink, jy weet, dit was, jy, dit was lekker gewees, en, dit is ook om ons te doen, ek bedoel, dit is ook om ek te doen, ek love coaching, jy, ek geniet het om die spelers te werk, en planne te beraam, en uit te dink, en te kyk of het werk, so ek kan nie wacht jy. Hey, dankie, Jack, kortliks persie? Yes, lekker, Darian, baie dankie, dat ek so kort is om te wees. Zak, ek vraag vannig, so van die ophoog wat 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 Abnaan gevraad, het kortliks in Afrikaans, hoe was die beleidingskamp van jy gewees, en hoeveel, hoe groot mondelik in cijfers was jylle groep gewees wat jylle gaan nooit? Zak, kan ek jy ook vraag, is, soos Abnaan jy gevraad, kree jy nou vlinders op die voorhand van jou debiet as Springbok afrachter meneer, maar die belangrike deel van my vraag is, hoe belangrik was die beleidingskamp vir julle geweest, wat het julle weiser geword, nog of julle groep, en het het een logistieke vraag vir Rassie dalk, Rassie, Rassie, moet nie weggaan nie, Rassie, Rassie, het hulle logistieke vraag vir jou gevonden het, gaan jy visies daar wees saam met die groep op die veld om hulle te oefen, ek is meer een persoonlijke vraag, van jy het laatst kon jy nie saam met hulle geoefen het nie, en Rassie, wie gaan die afrukte van die SAA groep wees, en laastens, jy het die pleidrooi nou gerig aan die regering soort van, dat jylle baie graag skare sê, dit in Afrikaans, hoekom is ons belanger vir jylle om hy skare sê, Rassie, ek sluit af die om te vraag, dat sal jy nou nog spelers wat moendlik in die beleidingskamp toe gaan nooi was, is daar rede hoekom Rassie vir sekere spelers vir hulle te direct in die different direction, bijvoorbeeld te sê, hoor jy so, jy kan moendlik help om die land om potentiële medalje te gaan wen in Tokyo, Hai, dankie, Persie. Kom ons kyk of Rassie en Jacques kan onthou wat jy gevraad, en ons kop af met Rassie. Ja, Jacques, probeer jy daar ander verslang verwerk. So, die eerste ding is, Persie, 
Nou, te kom hier nou, ek sal nie sê, het is een pleidooi geweest, dit is maar net realiteite in termen van van, van skares toelaat by Brits en Israelius, ek dink rarig, die feit is dat ons as een rugby industrie, as SA rugby, selfs my skoolaties wat nou nie mag speel hee, en hoe die ook iets probeer adheer, na die protocols wat, wat die regering daar sit, wat die level het ook al is, of wat die besluit hulle ook al neem, ons probeer rarig die hele tijd wees, dat ons val in al by, en ons challenge hulle nooit nie, en jy weet, ons vat nie kansen nie, en ons hoop eindelijk daardoor, obviously het ons op visual routes gegaan, en probeer vraag, en het gevraag, ek was self op een call geweest, en ons minister gepraat het, um, en, en, ons leiderskap probeer die hele tijd obviously door, door uh, ambtelike briewe en versoeke of ons kan skares kry, maar bro, dit is glad nie uh, geweerd in die kop uh, attitude, dit is amper hoor die, uh, ons wil julle impress met hoe ons industrie dit handel en hoopelik daardoor uh, kry ons skares, so net op dit. Dan op myself op die oefenveld, Samri Owens, jy is 100% verseker, uh, die ander redes was maar meer gezondheid redes gewees en uh, uh, daar was rarige klomp ander goeders wat ons moest draai recht kry net om hierdie leeuwstoer te laat plaasvind wat ek baie meer administratief en obviously met die ander uh, afdeling soos die vrouwe en die sewes en soan betrokken was, maar die oomlik wanneer die man in kampen gaan in Bloemfontein sal ek al saam met Jacqueline wees definitief, ons weet precies hoe die opzet gaan werk. Ek denk die laaste ene het jy gevra oor die Olympics uh, uh, um, uh, kan jy nog, gaan jy moendlik nog enige speler, potentiële speler soos Rosco Spekman, as hy moendlik een vlikman man speler, of denk jy dat hy kan moendlik die land ook help met die medaille moendlik? Nee, nee, verseker, weet jy, um, ons los hy besluit op in die speler, ons, ons sê vir hom openlik, wat is jou kans om die 45 te hal van die springbokspan, en ons sê vir hom, en Nielis moet hom openlik eerlik, en sê ons, kom ons vat Rosco as een voorbeeld, jy is Rosco, weet jy, dis waar jy huidiglik staan, dis waar jy moet werk, en dis wat Jaap vir hom vertel by die alignment kampe, so jy, jy is die guaranteed by die springbokken nie, dis ook om hierdie game in Nabek so lekker interessant is, waar Rosco en Frans Stein en die mannen gaan speel tegen die ander, jy weet, uh, um, hy kan definitief in al twee koores het maak, hy, hy het definitief ta- talent, as jy oor hom specifiek praat, maar um, ons besluit nie vir hy spelers nie, uh, uh, um, ons, ons sê vir hulle, want hulle definitief nie die een gaan maak, he, dat hulle maar eerder die ander moet gaan, maar as hulle al twee kan maak, dan los ons die kese by hulle, ek hoop het verduidelik het, ok Jockey? Uh, ok Jack? Prinsie, ja, die, oor die beleidingskampe, uh, ja, die eerste beleidingskamp was maar meer uh, um, administratieve beleidingskamp, een groot deel van het was die skedile, ons het oor die skedile van die jaar gepraat, hoe ons gedink het het gaan lyk, en, en soos wat meer detail deurgekom het, uh, uh, het ons het deurgegeen naar die spelers toe, net so dat hulle hulle huiswerk en hulle logistieke goeikies achter mekaar kan kry, toe het ons een realiteits, een um, bykie realistisch na ons self gekyk, uh, as een organisatie of as een span, um, die spelers obviously hoe hulle op die veld perform en ons weer, hoe ons van die veld af perform en, en gekyk waar trek ons en waar moet ons werk en so al planne beraam uh, as een groep oor hoe ons dink ons met dit nou voor en toe vat en dan die tweede en dan die laaste ding van die eerste beleidingskamp was half om die spelers te hoe gaan hy die springbok squad maak, ons, ons span uh, kese uh, protocol het ons met hulle in detail bespreek so dat die speler weet waarna kyk ons uh, wanneer ons een springbokspan kies, en in die tweede beleidingskamp het ons maar basis gegaan en gesê, oké, okay, kom ons kyk, ons het ons nou plannen gemaakt, waar, waar dink ons moet ons verbeter, kom ons kyk weer uh, realistisch na, wat het ons al verbeter, hoe ver het ons al gekom, uh, wat, waar kan ons nog werk, maak weer nieuwe plannen, en dan die laaste deelke van die tweede beleidingskamp is, ons het bykie strategisch begin praat, uh, um, uh, met die spelers, in termen van strategie, plannen, uh, hoe ons dinge gaan doen, uh, wat, wat lekker was. Uh, Pussy, en dan, ek kan nie die ander ronddak nie. 
net die een was oor jou vlinders in jou maag, nou dat jy die afrachte gaan wees. En voor as my vrou, wie is die afrachte van die SAA span? Ek het baie meer vlinders in my maag, vir hierdie perskonferentie, as vir die eerste toets. Nee, ek tjak, ek het baie lekker vlinders in my maag, ek kan nie wakkie. Baie dankie. Ons sê daar net op die afrachter van die SAA span, dit is ook om ons die groep saam met, ons as Springbok management gaan saam al twee groepe afrach, jy weet so, dit gaan een groep wees van 45, en die Springbok A-span, ons sal 10-1, nadat die Springbok A-span gespeel het, sal ons 10-1 dan die squad kleiner maak, maar tot en met dan sal ons al 45 ouders in kamp wees, en ons sal al die afrachter saam, myself, Felix Tokke, jy weet, Dion, Daan, Jack, myself, you know, gaan ons ons S&C coaches, ons het twee S&C coaches, ons het, weet genoeg visio's in die klas van dinge, so ons gaan het self behartig. So Rassie, in summary, for the benefit of the greater English contingent on the call, the BOC management will basically take care for of the preparation for the SAA match, is that correct? That's correct, that's why we're going to announce next Saturday a group of 45 and until the after the SAA match against the British and Irish A match, you know, the group will stay 45. After that match, the group will be uh, made, made less like say 35 or down to maybe the same as the Lions, 37, depending on where we have injuries and so on. Uh, but up until then, you know, we as the coaching staff and the medical and the SNC coaches, we will handle that whole squad. Uh, and that, that will be the best benefit of having a home ground advantage and being able to pick all your boys and train against each other and have a SAA team playing the same game plan maybe because you have to have some home ground advantage if you don't have crowds and those kind of things you know so that is something that we feel is something that we really really gonna try and 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 and, and have that advantage Thank you very much, gentlemen. Rassi, thank you so much for your time and your patience. Thank you for the 